Thanks for joining us for this special prophetic update from Kent Christmas Ministries International. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted by this powerful and anointed message. And now, here's Pastor Kent Christmas. Uh, so glad you could join us tonight, and uh, I pray that it'll be a good evening for you, and uh, that God will pour into your spirit some understanding. You know, it helps a lot to um, navigate the battles that we fight and walk on the roads that we walk if we have some understanding of what God's doing. Unfortunately, uh, many, many times when God takes us through the process, He doesn't let us see the end. Uh, I've thought many times if I could have saw the payoff, when I was in the midst of the battle, it would have made things so much easier, but I guess God knew that, so He chooses to hold things back from us. I, I want to take my uh, thought tonight out of the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 26, and um, this is a setting where Jesus is having His Last Supper with His disciples. And in verse 26, it says, As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins and um, when I've read this, I, I think there's a powerful uh, revelation here in this portion of Scripture because Jesus is sitting with his disciples. He knows what he's getting ready to encounter. He has told his disciples many times, he said, they're going to uh, persecute me, they're going to spit on me, they're going to scourge me, they're going to crucify me. But somehow the disciples never could have an understanding of what Jesus was talking about. And that evening as he's sitting with disciples, he's holding this cup of wine. And he's looking at it, and he realizes that there is a connection with what's in this cup, with what he's getting ready to do. And he knew that for him to accomplish the will of the Father, that he was going to have to go through a process, the same process in the natural that had changed what was in that cup from grape juice to wine. And he told his disciples, he said, you have to drink all of this. And of course, we know the story as Jesus goes into the garden, begins to pray, uh, this crushing begins to take place. And I want to talk to you a little bit uh, tonight about the difference between grape juice and wine. And I guess I need to at the very beginning say I'm not advocating uh, drinking wine. That's not what this is about. But Jesus uses wine in the scriptures as analogies. And uh, the Bible tells us this, that as Jesus is, so are we in this world. Uh, I believe that we're getting ready to see the greatest turnaround that we've ever seen in the history of the church. It is in the darkest hours that God begins to flex his spiritual muscles and begins to do incredible things. And I believe that God is raising up men and women in this hour that have been through a long process. 
but they have stayed faithful to God. And as Jesus is sitting there that night, he realizes that there was power in that cup. There was synergy there between him and that cup. And he told his disciples, he said, you have to drink all of it. You just can't take a sip. And one of the problems today in the church is everybody just wants to take a sip of Jesus. But the Bible says, he who hungers and thirsts for righteousness. People that are thirsty don't take a sip. They'll gulp it down. And uh, Jesus said this. He said, uh, you have to drink all of this cup. Even in the Old Testament, uh, when they instituted the Passover, the, God spoke to Moses and he said, you tell the children of Israel that when they eat that Passover lamb, that they don't leave any of it until the next morning. They've got to eat it all. And uh, it's very possible that one of the reasons that we have seen the church deteriorate to the point that it has with no power is we have left too much of Jesus uneaten. We just want to come nibble. And part of the problem is we come to church full on the things of the world and we have no spiritual appetite. And so God begins to take us through this process and that night as he's sitting there he realized that for me to enter into the power of what's in this cup I'm gonna to have to go through the same process and uh, nobody uh, nobody makes grapes they make wine grapes grow on a vine but wine goes through a process and uh, Jesus knew this and he was he was making an analogy here that the power of who I am going to become is going to come out of the crushing process and uh, you know I think of a lot of people who have great talent and great ability uh, they can move a crowd but at the end of the evening your spirit has not been stirred those are people that are grapes they have in them this purpose but until you are broken, until you are crushed, the purpose of God will never be released out of you. And uh, we all want the power of God, but if we're going to have the power of God in our life, then we're going to have to go this, through the same process that Jesus went through. And when he went into that garden, begins to pray, and, and he finally he submits to the will of God, uh, God begins to crush the man Jesus Christ and you would look at Jesus and you would think well why would he have to go through that process um, he raised dead people he healed lepers um, he opened the eyes of the blind he cast out demons but when you think about the ministry of Jesus everything that he did was in the natural realm the healings that he made were natural healings uh, the people that he raised from the dead, he just gave them back their natural life. The food that he gave them, uh, the five loaves and two fishes, even though it was miraculous, was still natural food. And when Jesus, uh, he was looking at his disciples one day and he said, you're going to do greater works than what I've done. And I wondered about that scripture a long time. I thought, Lord, what could be greater than the miracles that you performed? And uh, one day I was, I was reading um, an old, old book, a few hundred years old, and the writer brought this thought out I thought was so profound. He said, when you go through the process 
and you no longer operate in the natural, but you begin to operate in the spirit. Jesus was saying, I'm going to give them back their natural life, but the Lord said that when you go through the crushing process and you come out as wine that's valuable, he said, it's not natural life we're going to give in this hour, but it is spiritual life. It is eternal life. And he said, I healed their bodies in the natural. But he said, there will come a day when the remnant, hallelujah, will heal not their bodies, but their spirits. And even though we'll see natural healings, the greatest miracles that we will ever see is where God sets the sinner free. And in all of these areas, the Lord realized that there was something greater coming, but it would never be released out of him until he was crushed uh, by, this, by the Spirit of the Lord. And um, I think that what we have in this hour is we have a whole lot of churches that are just grapes. And um, you can't get drunk on grape juice. And in the New Testament, the Bible says that after Jesus Christ was crushed and this power in him began to be released, that on the day of Pentecost, people looked at the disciples who were filled with the Holy Ghost and with power, and they said, these men must be drunk. And Peter stood up. He said, they're not drunk. He said, this is just 9 o'clock in the morning. He said, God's just getting started. And I believe that the hour that we're in, we're getting ready to have such a move of the Holy Ghost that people will begin to be intoxicated on the presence of the Lord. And um, I want to address this just for a moment. I, I am hearing um, around the United States uh, of so many churches that after a year, they're still not having church. I, I say shame on you. When do we bow down to the enemy for so long that we allow the enemy to shut us down? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And uh, there are other places where there's a great move of God. Uh, I've got friends, whether it's in California, different places, there's a great outpouring of the Spirit of the Lord. Here in our own church in Nashville, we, we do not have room for the amount of people that are coming, and I can tell you why. Because there's a supernatural release of the presence of the Lord. Uh, we're, we're on a weekly basis seeing people healed of terminal cancer. Uh, I prayed for a man last week with Parkinson's disease that is on a walker. We prayed for him. He, he set that walker aside and began to walk all over the church. God is doing amazing things. And when God, uh, you know, grapes are a natural thing. They're, they're, they're a natural. God makes them. But for them to become something that's intoxicating, there has to be a process. And for God to have men and women in this hour that's going to make the world hunger and thirst for the presence of the Lord, it's people that have to go through the process. And uh, Jesus went through that. We know that uh, Gethsemane means olive press, that there was a breaking of Christ, that as powerful as he was, still there had to be a crushing to release the purpose of the Lord. I don't think the church in America has walked in her purpose. Um, we have thousands of churches. Uh, we have 
tremendous crowds. Some of our buildings cost over $100 million. But I can tell you this, this last move of God is not going to be in just great edifices. It's not going to be by men that have great degrees. The Lord said this, I will not put new wine in old bottles. And uh, over time, and I've shared with you some of my testimonies, some of you have sent me yours, and the remnant that God is raising up have been through this process where God has literally crushed us. And when, when you begin to take grape juice and turn it into something that is full of power and it's intoxicating, it doesn't happen overnight. They will, they will crush that grape and they will discard the husk. And I think that one of the things the Lord has done a lot to me and you is he has crushed us to the point that he is pulling out of us his eternal purpose and he is discarding the flesh part of us. And they say that uh, once they crush, crush those grapes and they take that juice, they will, they will pour it into the bottles and they will cork it. And they don't immediately put it on the shelf because now there has to be a time process that takes place for that working on the inside of that bottle to accomplish from grape juice to wine. And uh, sometimes when God's taken us through the process, man, some of the stories that I hear um, from precious men and women, some have lost their children, uh, some have lost a husband and three months later lose a daughter and then a couple of months later lose a brother or, you know, get over one part of cancer and you come to another. Some of you have lost your businesses and your tithers. And we thank God, how long do I have to go through this process? As long as it takes for the purpose of God to come out of you. And... Um, Wine that has been in a bottle for a long, long time that it's just set on the shelf is the most expensive wine. It's the most powerful wine. Could it be that Jesus has crushed the remnant for such a time as this? And that all the pain that we've went through and all the sorrow and all the loss that we've went through has pulled out of us the old and is created in something us that's the purpose of Jesus Christ and uh, you know it's difficult to when you know that you have a call of God in your life it's so difficult to sit on the shelf I remember as a young man uh, when I would come off the field evangelizing because we needed to catch up on our bills weren't making any money and I'd get a job and we'd sit in the local church and when the Spirit of God had started moving, I could feel this germinating. I could feel the anointing in me till it was painful. And I, I felt such an, a need to preach and to release the Word of the Lord that was in me, but it did not happen. And uh, many, many times in my prayer time, I would tell the Lord, I said, Look, if you're not going to let me walk in my gift, if you're not going to let me release this unction that I feel in me, then I'm asking you just to take it away because it's painful. And what God does is he brings us to that place to where that fermentation process begins to enact. 
and that where we could operate in our own talent and our own gift now God begins to change it over that you still have a talent you still have a gift but when you stand before people or you minister in the power of God that at the end of the evening people don't remember you they remember the presence of the Lord and none of us like to go through this this process of fermentation because really what it is it's just what's in that bottle begins to rot it begins to break down and um, man that is such a, a painful thing to go through where you just feel like God my ministry is dying my purpose is dying what you don't realize is God is changing you from grape juice and he's fermenting in you the process that you become something that people become intoxicated with the presence of the Lord and with the Lord Jesus Christ and um, I think that um, purpose gifts can be released automatically purpose takes time the purpose is the intent for which God made you and I uh, and I I, I think that probably by the middle of this year, we're going to see God, he has going to have done such something so powerful and so almighty that he's going to crush the spirit of Jezebel that's in this nation. And I believe the Lord is releasing the church. Um, I don't talk too much about this. And um, I know in the natural, it doesn't look possible for God to reverse some of the things that's happened in our country. A lot of people have disheartened. But I can tell you this, that God is not tied to man. He's tied to the remnant of the house of the Lord. God is using people in this hour. And there's a lot of you that feel like that you have been on the shelf for a long time. And yet inside of you, you, can, you know the purpose of God, the call of God's on your life. And you think, God, this is so painful. If Jesus, who was without sin, and he was pleasing to his father. Even the father said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. If Jesus had to go through a crushing in order for the wine of the Holy Spirit to come out of him, then you and I have to go through the same process. And when God finally says it's time, and he releases you. He pours you out. And, and Paul said this. He said, I'm being poured out as a drink offering. What was he talking about? He says, there is something in me now that has taken place, a process to where I am being poured out to men. And they're drinking of the spirit of God that's in me. And they're becoming intoxicated on the presence of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, that God would strengthen you today. Don't fight the process. Let God do in you what he wants to do. Um, and you know what? It's, it's, it's the fine wine that people pay the money for. It's the fine wine that are in restaurants. And again, I'm not advocating the, the, the drinking of wine. I'm just simply telling you that there's a big difference between grape juice and wine in so many ways. And without the crushing... You can do some things, but your purpose will never be released. And when you're crushed by God, and then he takes you through that process, and he sets you on the shelf, and he leaves you there, sometimes he will leave you there for a particular season and a particular time. I believe that this is this time. 
uh, I think almost in a 24-hour period, uh, not only in the United States of America, but around the world, we're going to see God reverse some things that have happened. Uh, hold on to the things of the Lord. Um, always remember this, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I'm speaking to this to you out of experience. I can tell you by experience that God will not forsake you. And God is bound by his word. He will come through for you. And even when it looks like the crushing strips you of everything in your life, it could be relationship, it could be a business, uh, it could be your gifting, uh, it could be a lot of things. When God says it's time, Almost immediately, the Lord will restore back to you what you thought you lost. And the Bible says this, He who tries to save his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake shall gain it. And so, don't let the spirit of discouragement get a hold of you. Don't think because... I've been doing this for 30 years or 20 years or 40 years and uh, I just feel like I'm not making a difference. You are making a difference because your faithfulness becomes a sweet aroma into the presence of the Lord. So I pray for you today. God, I pray for these men and women, hallelujah, around the world. That Lord, it looks like they're their forgotten group. But oh, may the Spirit of God, hallelujah, settle upon you right now. I bind the spirit of discouragement. And Lord, I speak the strength to go through this process. That out of this suffering and God, out of these times of adversity, though the sweetness of the Lord would come up out of you. Now I command the enemy that is stolen from you to give back to you seven times what he's taken from you. May a shout of the Lord begin to rise up in your spirit and may you be encouraged by the word of God this evening. May God's face shine upon you. May the Spirit of God, hallelujah, be your, be your blessing and your reward. I care about you. More than that, your Father cares about you. And God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. But he saved you for such a time as this. Lift up your heads. Your redemption draweth nigh. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.